You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is episode 105, and today we're going to ask the question and try and answer it, should you start a blog? And if you should, how should you do it? How should you go about it? You know, blogging is a wonderful way to reach a wider audience. Now, often we think in terms of personal blogs. You know, maybe you're passionate about fitness and you've thought about doing a blog on fitness or you're passionate about leadership and you've thought about starting a blog on leadership or maybe you're passionate about um, spiritual things and you've thought about doing some kind of a devotional or Bible study type blog. Those are great ideas, but I want to even help us to think bigger because I think that a blog would actually benefit most churches and, and many, many businesses. Um, you know, a blog is a great way to get the message of your business, of your church, um, whatever product you're trying to sell. A blog is a great way to, to get more information about what you offer out to the marketplace. Now, these are not, uh, I'm not talking about just writing uh, commercial spots for your product. I'm talking about helping people, giving them something of value, giving them information that's valuable that's going to bring them back to you. Let me give you an example. If you have some type of business, let's just say you have a, a small computer repair business, how could a blog help you generate new business? I would suggest going on Google and seeing what questions people are asking about their computers. It might be questions about repairing computers, about replacing computers, about upgrading. But what are questions that people are asking about on Google? And then could you or somebody that works with you create blogs that answer these questions? Because if people get used to going to your website for answers, how likely is it that they're going to come to you when they need a service? It's pretty likely. For your church, a blog is a wonderful way to keep your message in front of the people. And not just the people that go to your church, but even the wider audience of people that may find you on the net. And I always recommend that churches, um, you know, along with posting recorded content, whether it's through a podcast or through video, also post written content. And it might be a synopsis of the past week's message or something else that goes along with the message. But but I think if if a church can continue and consistently um, post fresh content on their website, it's going to keep people coming back. And, you know, what greater way to, to keep your message in front of the people than by posting it online? And so that's why I recommend a synopsis of last week's message or something else that goes along with maybe the sermon series that you're presenting at the time. 
but it's a way to reach a wider audience. Now, let me give you just a few tips on starting a blog. You know, one of the things that that will actually turn a lot of people off about a blog is if it's too long. And, you know, there's different opinions on this, and, and there's even been different studies done. Some say longer or better. Some say shorter or better. But, you know, I think if you're in the four to 500, maybe even 600 word range, you're going to be pretty safe. Because a blog that's 500 to 600 words long, someone can sit down and read it within two to three minutes. And, you know, people aren't sitting down at their computer to read a book. They're coming to get information. They're coming to be challenged. They're coming, again, like we said, to find the answer to a question. So if you've got a blog that they can read or scan in two or three minutes, it's much more likely that they're going to stay on your website and go through the blog. So so keep it short. Um, and when I say short, I don't mean too short. We're not, we're not writing paragraphs. Google um, Analytics doesn't like it if it's too short. But again, if it's too long, you're going to have a lot of people just see it, go, oh, this is too long, I don't have time to read it, and then they're going to move on. Number two, if you decide to start a blog, be consistent. This is where so many new bloggers struggle. I've been blogging now for almost seven years, and consistency is tough. I typically blog three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But, you know, if that's too much for you, then why not shoot for one day a week? If you say, okay, Monday, I'm going to put out a fresh post, or Wednesday, I'm going to put out a fresh post, whatever it is, if you can consistently do it, you're going to be able to grow an audience. And, you know, consistency is what hurts so many new bloggers because it's easy to get excited about fitness, if, if that's what you're passionate about, and, and write a couple of posts and then, oh, you know, I'm busy and you don't post anything for a few weeks and then you maybe post one and then you don't come back again for a month. That's something people look at. When they look at your blog and they see that the last one was two years ago, they're probably going to move on. They don't consider you relevant anymore. It doesn't matter how good your information is. It can be awesome information. But the way people's minds work is when they look and see an older post, a year, two years old, they think, okay, this is not relevant anymore. And they'll go back to Google and see what's the freshest content available. And you say, well, you know, it's hard being consistent. It's hard coming up with ideas. That's true. And that's why I said at the beginning, let Google help you. If you're writing for a specific niche, if you're writing for your business, then look and see what the questions that people are asking on Google. If you're writing for your church, again, use the last Sunday's message as a guideline and create a simple blog out of that. There's, there's plenty of material out there. There's no lack of, of ideas. It's just us being creative, being consistent, and staying with it. So I would say at least shoot for once a week. Um, if you can do more than that, that's great. You know, some guys publish every day. Seth Godin, who's one of my favorite blogs, um, he puts out new content seven days a week. Now, these aren't long blogs. Most of them are in the three to 500 word range. But, I mean, he's consistently posting every day of the week. Well, I can't do that, and I'm sure most of you can't either. But if you could shoot for one day a week or two days a week or even three days a week, you'll find your audience will begin to grow. Now, what about variety? You know, this might not be applicable if you're doing a business blog or if you're a professional person that's, that's writing about their particular niche. 
But you know, for the vast majority of bloggers, a key to success is changing up the type of content that's posted. Now, if you're writing, if your blog is devoted to fitness, I'm not saying that you, you know, you go and write on politics, but there are many things in the arena of fitness that you can write about. Nutrition, exercise, um, the importance of, of getting regular checkups, um, you know, so many things, different types of exercise, different types of types of exercise programs. So if, if your niche is fitness, change it up a little bit. Don't just write about uh, nutrition every week. Don't just write about um, exercise every week, but change it up and add some variety to your, to your post. Writing about different things makes it interesting for the readers, and it also helps prevent boredom and burnout in you, the writer. I also recommend adding pictures and even short videos that can enhance your blog and create more variety. Um, I, I say put at least one picture with every post, because a photograph, an engaging photograph, will draw people in. I, I, I read a lot of people's blogs. I visit a lot of people's blogs. And, and I'll be honest with you, when I go to one that doesn't have any art or if it's just plain, you know, the content might be good, but it's just not going to keep me there. And, you know, what I think is most people that are looking for something are going to look for, for, the, for the post that's attractive, that's nice. And like I say, when you put a picture with it, it naturally helps people engage. Well, stick around. We still have three more thoughts on starting a blog, but I want to let you know that today's episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Miracles in Mark. Miracles in Mark is a study of Mark's gospel, but it focuses on all the miracles and supernatural events in the gospel. Mark presents more of Jesus's miracles than all the other gospels. It's a fast-paced gospel. It's, it's a gospel of action. And so what, what I did was I went through and I examined and studied each one of the miracles that are in the gospel. And it's designed for personal or group Bible study. Um, the chapters are short. They're designed to, 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 to be read and then talked about and applied. So check out Miracles in Mark. It's a great way to help you jumpstart your Bible study. talking about starting a blog. Should you? Why should you? And, and what are some thoughts on starting a blog? What are some of the nuts and bolts that go into it? We've talked about keeping it short. We've talked about being consistent. And we've talked about variety. And remember, at the beginning of the show, we talked about the importance of even using Google to help you create content. What kind of things are people looking for answers? Because if you can find what people are looking for, it's not that hard to create content. Okay, number four, post interesting content. Now, this seems obvious, but just reading a number of different blogs would demonstrate the need to improve our content. You know, marketing your blog is important. Creating an attractive blog is important. But if your content is no good then people aren't going to stay with you. They may come read one or two, 
but they're not going to keep coming back. And what's even more important is it's very, very unlikely that they're going to subscribe. Because what we always want to do is we want to capture their email address so that we can send our blog to them directly. And if we don't post interesting content, they may come once or twice, but they're not going to come back. So one of the blogger's goals should be constantly to to constantly be increasing the size of our audience. I mean, listen, what's the point of writing a masterpiece if nobody reads it? I mean, if you're just writing for yourself, fine. You can just do that in your journal. But if you're posting something, if you're spending time doing research, writing, and then editing, and getting it ready to post, and then posting it, that's a lot of work. And you want as many people to read it as possible. And so the only way that's going to happen is if it's interesting. If you're putting up posts that are quality and posts that people actually want to read. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, I'm just not very, I'm just not a very good writer. Listen, it's a learned art. You can always improve. There's courses available, and I recommend reading a lot of other blogs and seeing how, you know, really good bloggers are writing. But all of, all of these things can be approved, but it still comes down to the quality of the content. Are you answering people's questions? Are you providing them with what they're looking for? Are you giving good information? And is it interesting and entertaining? If it's not entertaining, they're not going to stick with you. You know, too often, many, 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 many new writers want to reinvent the wheel. Um, you know, they want to post stuff that's already been posted. They want to, um, you know, think that their writing style is okay, it's unique. But you know what? Don't reinvent the wheel. You'd be better served by learning from somebody who's already on the road to where you want to go. So that's why I say study successful bloggers and see what they're doing and then copy that. Number five, proofread your post. Listen, typos will occasionally slip through. I mean, I'm not writing a novel when I'm posting a blog. I'm wanting to write something that's quality, that answers a question, that helps people, and then I want to get it posted. But if someone wants to be taken seriously as a writer, typos need to be minimized. Misspelled words, improper punctuation, and bad formatting are going to distract people from the message that someone's trying to present. Listen, there are people that, look, we all know the Nazi, uh, the grammar Nazis and the, you know, people like that. I, I, look, they're no fun, I get it. But it still is distracting if you're not formatting your blog right. I mean, I read people's blogs that they don't even create paragraphs. It's just this one long lump of, of words, you know, three, four, five hundred words, and it's terrible. Learn the basics of writing. And thankfully, most software, whether you're using WordPress or something else, has tools built into it that will help you. So take advantage of these tools. Use spell check, use grammar check, and proofread your post. And you know, with spell check and with grammar check, there's no excuse for excessive typos. And then lastly, number six. Use social media to promote your blog. The most successful bloggers understand the importance of using Twitter, Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, Instagram, and other platforms to promote their writings. 
Listen, if you don't promote your work, if you don't promote your blog, who's going to do it? It's not going to get read. You've got to learn how to promote promote your own post. And thankfully, with most of the software that's out there, especially WordPress, which is what I use, it's very easy to link your blog. And when you hit publish, it automatically goes to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, plus whatever you want to do, wherever you want to send it, you can do that. It's very easy. And so your post should be showing up online in your feed, in your Twitter feed, in your Facebook feed, because that's going to be the best way to promote it. You know, ask your friends to help you. Ask your friends to to share the links. But your primary audience is going to come from those people that you're connected with on social media. So you've got to connect with them. Use social media to promote your blog. And one of the things I see that, that's always a little bit concerning is people that only post their blogs on social media. And what I mean by that is they don't have a standalone website. They don't have a standalone blog. So they, they write a long post for Facebook or they write a long post for Twitter or they write a long post, well, as long as you can write for Twitter, um, 140 characters, or they write a, a long post for, uh, for LinkedIn or, or Google+. Listen, that's great. But the problem is the way the, the, uh, the, those platforms work, those social media platforms, everybody doesn't see everything. So you may post an incredible article, an incredible blog on Facebook, but everybody may not see it. And, you know, who knows? Tomorrow, Facebook could change their rules and start charging people or change the way things they do things. And then where are you? You've lost all your content. So I encourage everybody, create your own platform. And you don't have to start off spending a lot of money. There are plenty of free platforms out there. Check out WordPress. WordPress has a free version that uh, that you can use, you can buy, you can create a, an attractive-looking blog for free. And, you know, check it out. Give it, a, give it a look. And I guarantee you, you'll be much happier doing it that way than just posting a you know a post directly to Facebook or LinkedIn. Well, we've looked at several things. We talked about why you, why your church, or why your business should start a blog. Um, we talked about the importance of answering questions that people are asking, and you can you know go to Google and do that because if you do that. Your blog is going to show up in the search ratings, and it's going to be easier for people to find you. We talked about keeping it short. We talked about being consistent. We talked about variety. We talked about posting interesting content, proofreading your post, and then using social media to promote your blog. You know, writers write, and making sure that they are being read is important. Now, you say, well, look, David, I, I'm not a writer. I've just got a small business and having trouble running that. Okay, you may not consider yourself a writer, but you are in the business of serving people. And if you post interesting and helpful content about your business, things people are asking, it's going to draw business to you. So blogging is a great way for writers to hone their craft and com consistently communicate with their audience. It's also a great way for businesses to connect with the public and offer a service. Well, 
how could blogging help you? How could starting a blog help you? Could it help your business? Could it help your personal brand? Maybe you're a pastor or a Christian leader. Maybe you just have a message in your heart that you want to share. How could blogging help you share that message? And what steps can you take to improve your blog or to even start one? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comments section for today's post. Let me know what you think. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Just pop in your email address. Uh, It's safe. I'll never send it out or give it out to anybody. But it'll allow me to stay in touch. I send out a, a, a newsletter for my subscribers once a month giving some extra um, leadership tips, some information about what's going on um, in our ministry and what we're doing, and I know you would you would enjoy it. And subscribing will make sure you don't miss a single issue of my blog. So sign up today. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.